Hi, and welcome to Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. If you're wondering what you can do with your degree, you're in the right place. You'll learn top tips and strategies you can apply to build an impactful career and meaningful life. Your host, Dr. Marin Wood, will share evidence-based research so that you can job search the smart way. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dr. Marin Wood. Thank you so much for joining me. The other day, I was speaking to an associate professor. She had been granted tenure recently and she was feeling done with academia. She'd achieved what she'd set out to achieve and she was now feeling bored. To her academic peers, this was heresy, blasphemy. She'd gotten the golden ticket, that job for life, and she'd be crazy to give it up. And I said, well, why? You know, why can't people spend five, ten years being professors, achieve what they've set out to do, and then go do a different job? Well, you know the answer. It's because we've been tricked into thinking that a job for life is the best thing ever. When I talk to PhDs about leaving academia, one of, that's one of the things that they worry about the most, that if they leave academia, they won't be able to get a tenure-track job and they won't have job security. Tenure is a job for life with a few exceptions. So yeah, like it sounds nice until you start thinking through it in more detail. It sounds nice, especially when you're suffering through series of contingent positions. Academia is a nomadic life, Right. People always pretend that every academic is 25 years old and can load up their worldly possessions into the back of a 25-year-old Honda and drive across the country to take up a position after a position after a position. And of course, you and I know people that have done this. Maybe you're one of those people who've, who've chased the academic dream and found yourself just moving every year or two or three. So, you know, you're supposed to move across the country just to start with for graduate school. The idea is that you're supposed to leave the place where you did your undergraduate and go to a new program, that this is going to improve your intellectual development and training. And then you should take up a a postdoc or a contingent position if you don't land an academic job right away and start building your CV. So the promise of landing the job for life sounds tempting. And it's tempting because, you know, there's just been so much insecurity in your academic career up until this, to the moment where you land the tenure track job. It's like, it's the reward for all of your sacrifice and suffering. And as I've said before, academia is nothing if not a culture that celebrates sacrifice and suffering. But suffering is overrated. And when you're outside of academia for a while, you start wondering why anyone would want a job for life. Like, why would you want to do the same thing day in and day out? We're asking PhDs to make lifelong commitments to move to a town they've never lived in, to work in an institution they're unfamiliar with, and then spend 30 to 40 years working with people they've basically never met. Like, no wonder universities are so dysfunctional. What people miss about jobs for life is that firing and quitting serves an incredibly important function in building healthy work cultures. And tenure is a big part of what makes academia so toxic. And I don't mean the protection of academic freedom. You know, people mistaken tenure with academic freedom. You can have one and not have the other. You know, contracts can stipulate what constitutes fireable offenses. And when you commit one of those, then they can fire you for cause. If you're fired and you haven't done what you're accused of doing, 
like violating an academic freedom, a clause that's in your contract, then you could sue your employer for wrongful dismissal. So like there's other ways to figure this out. And I'm not a contract lawyer, but you know, you can write contracts to uh, mitigate the risk of firing professors for pursuing academic uh, research. But here's what tenure creates. Because it's essentially a unicorn job, talented people get convinced. We're marketed to that we should be chasing this thing. It's like the perfect marriage, the perfect body, the beautiful house, the you know perfect life. It's, 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 it's held up as this ideal. And we chase it because we're humans and we're, you know, we're, we're marketed to. This is a thing that we buy into. Um, and people sell this to us for years when we're in academia. We are told and sold this idea that you should want a tenure-track job and that you should chase it. So it, it contributes to this race to the bottom in academia where people are spending years in contingent positions chasing this thing that only a few will ever have. It's a version of Hollywood. And then people land this job for life. They get thrust into a culture of overwork because you have to earn tenure. And this leads to enormous exploitation of junior faculty who have to court the favor of senior colleagues by saying yes to all the things, building their CV while also adjusting to an enormous transition into a tenure track job. Jobs for life mean that there is very little movement within academia. Hate your colleagues? Well, that means leaving academia altogether and blowing up your life. Is the department culture a mismatch for your values? Well, you can't leave and go elsewhere. Don't like the town or city where you want to live in? Well, tough, right? What are you going to do? It was hard enough to get your one job. You know, how much more difficult it is to get a second, especially when, you're, when you are tenured, right? An assistant or a full professor. That's really hard to move. What if you want to negotiate a raise with your current employer by going out and getting a competing offer? That's not even a thing you can think of doing unless you're an elite superstar academic. So yes, you get this job for life, but that means you're stuck. And you're building a career with little opportunity for growth and advancement. Junior assistant professors have the same roles and responsibilities as full professors. One has just been there forever. So this is why people move into administration. And while many scholars continue to have incredibly productive careers, there are always the stories of the tenured faculty members that just check out. And who can hold them accountable? Sexual harassment, toxic bullying behavior towards students, it's basically protected behavior. You know, it's really difficult for students or colleagues to prove that and actually see a professor fired. The abuser is almost never fired or removed from their position. You don't even have to earn the right to have graduate students, right? I mean, you do in terms of like getting approved through research, but no one's training you on how to be a decent employer. It's expected and mandated. Even if you have no business supervising a turtle, Sorry if turtles require a lot of care. But even if you have no business supervising anybody or anything, you're expected to take on graduate students, and that leads to toxic bullying behavior. Whereas in a professional work environment, you know, you often earn leadership positions by demonstrating people skills. So yeah, you get a job for life. And it's in a career where you can't move and where you don't have options or choices where salaries have become a race to the bottom because there are so many talented people because people don't move in or out of the system. Why do we want this thing? Well, 
you're going to tell me it's for financial security. A job for life means I can't get fired. means I'm always going to have a job. It means I'm going to be well-paid. Okay, well, maybe. First, there's the lost wages and an earning potential of just doing a PhD, right? Rather than getting a, a, an undergraduate degree or a master's degree and going into the workforce, you step outside the workforce for five, eight, ten years, depending on how long it takes you to do your PhD. Then there's the fact that so few people ever end up getting a tenure or tenure track position. A study found that between 2004 and 2009, the United States graduated 100,000 new PhDs, but only created 16,000 new professorships. Think of the enormous mismatch in that number. And what are the PhDs doing while they're chasing the job for life? Well, they're adding to this lost wages and lost earning potential. Adjuncts make less than $25,000 a year, and postdocs make around $40,000 a year. If they're, you know, NIH-funded, there are many postdocs that are making way less than forty k a year. A starting salary in industry for a STEM PhD is about seventy k, But to get a tenure-track job in science, you pretty much have to do a postdoc, usually three to five years. So that's about $150,000 in lost wages from doing a postdoc. And then recent studies have shown that postdoc years don't count as years in industry. So you're taking this enormous risk to chase something most people will never get, and you're out minimum $150,000 of lost salary. So now you're five years behind your peers who went straight into industry after earning their PhD. They're now probably making six figures, and you're starting at 70K. The nonprofit Rescuing Biomedical Research found that on average, a postdoc cost a PhD $250,000 in lost earning potential and wages compared to just going into industry. $250,000. That's a lot of money. An adjunct pay in the humanities, well, I mean, let's be honest, you can do almost anything and make more than $25,000 a year. But let's say you go, you get your PhD and then you go into entry-level content marketing. And maybe you're going to start at 20 to 25 bucks an hour and, and you're horrified by that salary. I can hear you. But, you know, $25,000 a year is less than 20 bucks an hour. In fact, 20 to $25 an hour puts you in between 40 and $50,000 a year. And then what we see at Beyond Prof is that PhDs move once they have experience. So within five years, you're making 80K or more, depending on where you live and what you're doing. And then you'll continue to move up from there. So the longer you adjunct or stay in contingent positions, the more you're hurting yourself financially. Instead of chasing the elusive job for life, think about building a career. What are your skills? What will you be paid money to do? What are your values? And where do people with your skills and values find career satisfaction? Move there. And don't choose a job that's just as hard to get as a tenured professor. Be practical. Career security means being in careers that are growing and often moving into industry. Only one in 10 jobs in the private sector are in nonprofits. It's also probably worth noting, if you're listening to this and wondering if you should do a PhD, that a study published in the Journal of Higher Education Policy and Management found that a PhD boosts earnings by 26% over a BA, but an MA boosts earnings by 23%, and you can do an MA in like a year or two. So basically, that's the same amount. And in some professional fields like engineering and architecture, the study found that an MA boosts earnings more than a PhD. Okay, but wait, Marin, what if I do land a tenure track job? Well, congratulations. 
you're going to make a totally middle-class salary in the range of the low 50s to start with and maybe into the high 90s when you're retiring. But you're trapped, unlike your peers in the private sector. And then we're, we've all just seen what happens when universities go bust. They'll get, rid of, they'll get rid of you, right? Tenure doesn't protect you from the financial ruin of a university. And then you've lost this golden ticket and you're out trying to make a career transition and you're trying to move out of the sector that has very few adjacent fields, right? It's hard to go from academia to a non-academic career. It takes time and resources and research and networks. And so there you are losing tenure, trying to do this career transition. So here's the other thing about tenure that nobody says. Tenure means universities don't have to work hard to keep you. Like, where are you going? If you leave, they can find 200 people to apply for your job tomorrow, and they'll probably pay them less. And that's what at-will employment actually achieves. When you look at companies that are recruiting top talent, they pay well. They offer, gen- they offer generous time off and vacation plans, paid family leave, sick leave, parental leave, retirement compensation, gym memberships. They want you to like working for them or you'll go elsewhere. Sure, they can fire you, give you two weeks notice, but you can also just give them two weeks notice and go somewhere else. It but works both ways. I want my team at Beyond Prof to like working with me and for me and alongside me because they're talented and they can go other places. Please don't leave. But they can, and I know that, which means I work hard to make my work culture positive, supportive, and flexible. And as we continue to grow, you know, I'll pay higher wages, I'll give better benefits, you know, and that's part of the the social contract between an employer, a good employer, one that you want to work for, and a crappy employer. You know, there's a reason why Google has to offer high pay and good wages. It's because their talent can go elsewhere. These are people who have career security and their employers know it. Academics like to use business like it's a four-letter word, but forget that most innovation jobs, money, careers, and people work in business. It's not a four-letter word. It's where the opportunities and innovation happen. It's where the talent is. And it's where people have flexibility and choices. It's where people focus on building career security, not job security. So here's the difference. Career security is developing marketable skills and relevant experience so you can pivot when you need to. If you're a digital marketer in Denver and you hate your boss, I just looked today, there are over 100 job posting in Denver for digital marketers. And we know that 70% of jobs are never posted and 85% of jobs are filled through networking. So there are more. So if I was doing digital marketing in Denver and I wanted to leave, I could leave. And my employer would know that. And if you don't like working in digital marketing, well, then maybe you can move into communications or PR or project management or learning design, you know, UX research. Maybe there's another career field that's close or adjacent where you can begin to pick up skills and and knowledge and make another career transition. You know, you go into data science, you can go anywhere right now. Project management, everyone wants a project manager. UX research, ditto. Huge, fast, growing field. And while the technical knowledge that project managers, UX researchers, data scientists, and digital marketers develop is quite different from each other, they're also developing similar skills like project management and time management, team leadership, collaboration, sales, building stakeholder relationships, budgeting, strategic thinking and critical thinking, problem solving. 
In professional career field, you're building a skill set that you can leverage across organizations and industries where you can find jobs and where you can pivot into new and exciting careers. You have options and opportunities. If your organization closes, you're not stuck or trapped. You can find a different job. Or if you don't like the position you're in, you can repackage your skills. You can tap into your network. If you're bored, no one's going to talk you into staying. They'll talk you into finding new opportunities and they'll probably help you. Non-academic careers or professional careers are spaces for people who really like to learn and take on new challenges. That should be every PhD. And look, I get it. I chased the academic dream too, convinced that I wanted a tenure-track job and that I would only be happy in academia, but I had no clue because my world was so insular. I made assumptions based on no evidence about the nature of professional work. And here I am, eight years out of academia, and I got to tell you, you couldn't pay me money to go back. I look at the sacrifices people are making for academic jobs and I think, what a colossal waste of resources, time, and talent. Which is, of course, why I'm so committed to making Beyond Prof successful. I want every PhD to know that you have options and to know that job security and a job for life is a terrible idea. Career security, on the other hand, well, that's freedom. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. For more resources to help you launch your next great career, be sure to visit beyondprof.com and sign up for our free events. And remember, smart people work everywhere.